Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. Remember, as you're enjoying this fabulous podcast of the radio show, you can also get the Armstrong and Getty One More Thing podcast and Armstrong and Getty Extra Large, our long-form interviews, available via the iTunes podcast app and the iHeart app. Embraced my gluttony. I'm wearing a butter T-shirt today. This is butter on it. Stick with butter. Oh, exactly. I get it. Yeah, exactly. Just embracing it. The butter board. Since I gifting I've, you with a little sportswear. Since I've given up. <laughs> Just given up. It's liberating, isn't it? <laughs> People ask you how you're feeling, you just point to the shirt. Butter. <laughs> you like butter today. We have, we have uh, on the way, as soon as we can, there's so much big news today. But we have a super cable news cavalcade of unbelievable. <laughs> we have Tucker Carlson melting down and screeching obscenities at a guest. 
And we have Mika Brzezinski unleashing what may be her greatest, most tossed word salad of all time. I haven't heard that. I listened with wonderment have to you, it. Have you heard Rose? It was a sentence that may have been 275 words long. Have you heard Roseanne Barr's take on Ocasio-Cortez? I heard part of it. Holy cow. Roseanne is not... Uh... Not hinged. <laughs> How does she think that's going to help her life in any way to post that video? Talented comedic actress, but uh, not stable. Number one show in America for a while. Oh, yeah. Very talented. Mm -hmm. Very talented girl. I thought the bitch was white! Oh, that's uh, that language, uh, Roseanne. She says similar things about AOC. Oh, boy. Except uh, throw in bug-eyed with that. Really, no need specifically to go says after she has physical characteristics. Realtor eyes, which I don't. Yeah, even, yeah, I'd never heard that yeah. before. Realtor too. eyes. Yeah, I never trust anybody with realtor eyes. Apparently, well, now, it's a look. We have long commented have. on the fact that you have to be hot and blonde to be a realtor, and you have to have your picture on everything. And your head has because to be I'm looking for something three or maybe four bedrooms, at least twenty five hundred square feet. I'd like a good sized yard so the kids can kick the soccer ball and all. And I'd like a really hot realtor to be representing the house. Said nobody ever in the history of real estate. <laughs> so why is the picture on there? I don't know. They must have done some study sometime, I guess. But all that fantastic audio coming your way before you know it. Oh, can't wait. But first, this. We've, I don't know. Can we say this? We've become professional friends with Laura Logan of 60 Minutes. She might be so kind and savvy as to say really, really nice things about us. Well, why would I even say that? I was, I'll finish the sentence that she doesn't really mean. <laughs> but that's not about her. That's about our insecurities. Well, well, and I'm saying our because we've had this conversation off the air. And whatever, long before I ever had any actual conversation with her, before we ever had her on the air, I, I bet, I've been a fan of her work. She was clearly cream of the crop foreign correspondent way back when, when, when the evening news was a big deal. On uh, she was the foreign, the chief foreign correspondent for the uh, CBS Evening News. Then went to sixty Minutes for what a dozen years, right? Right, which is a really big deal. And the chief foreign correspondent for the entirety of CBS News. I mean, that's something. And and listen, she's ridiculously attractive. Um, which I has in a way, well, it's helped her and it's hurt her, I think, because it's easy, perhaps, well, for men and women, depending on you know their attitude, t- to look. I mean, if she was like a plain-looking dude or, or, or a woman or something, we would just be marveling at her skills as a journalist. But she became kind of a news pinup gal there for a while, um, which I think is unfortunate because she is hardcore as a journalist. Oh, no doubt. And she's gone into some of the most dangerous places in the world and oh. paid a hell of a price for it. Not only has she uh, barely escaped with her life, she was gang-raped in Egypt. Right, yeah. Um, Which is a hell of a thing. Yeah, she's she's reported from days, weeks at a time, some of the most dangerous places on Earth and uh, is, is one, of, one of the great humanitarians we've ever talked to, too. She has a, a faith in humanity and an optimism for the downtrodden people in the world that's absolutely awe-inspiring. But anyway... Um, we talked to her for a very long time yesterday. She'd done another podcast in which she said some stuff about the state of journalism, which earned her an enormous blowback. And we wanted to talk to her about journalism because we know how important it is to her. Uh, which clip did you want to hear? I don't know. They're all very good, Jack. They are. Um, looking at the time. That's the problem. Oh, we're fine. 
Are we fine? We're fine. Yeah. Maybe yeah. you're fine. I'm wearing a butter t-shirt. <laughs> Time is a construct. <laughs> we're, we're not spending it well right now. Did you say you liked seven? Sure. Let's do number seven. I'm, I'm a very complicated man. Get to know me. But it, it has to do, I tell people, with enthusiasm. It's not a plot it's it's there's not a cabal that meets me uh, by moonlight under the lone oak tree. It's a question of enthusiasm for particular stories or particular angles of stories. And and it's individual decisions being made on what story will I cover or how much energy will I put into a story. And so, you know, it's it's tough for us to have this discussion because we are by some measure editorialists, by some humorists and and arguably journalists sometimes. Um, so there are plenty of times I'm trying to make a point, not get it facts. But if you're claiming to to be primarily motivated to get it facts, the time to be most careful is when you're the most enthusiastic, I think. Because- yes, what you're saying is when you like people and you agree with them, you should be mm. you should be careful right. because we're predisposed to believe those we agree with. And in fact, you're saying you should be more careful sure. than you Makes are with the people that you're skeptical of naturally and instinctively. Right? Sure, sure. I mean, for instance, I want very badly for Trey Gowdy to be right everything he says because I <laughs> I really like his views on government. And and uh, there would be a danger if I were a reporter sitting there with Trey Gowdy that I would just sit there with stars in my eyes and love in my heart and and. <laughs> And some some might suggest Scott Pelley was like that a little bit I'm, with I'm old Andrew McCabe. I'm not stricken by the same illness. <laughs> well, right. So, and, and I'm not taking a position. I'm just messing with you. Right. But I don't feel that way about any politician. Right. Good. That, 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 amen. Amen, amen sister. Say. All journalists should go into. Uh, there any of you like that? Yeah, that that, that that'd be fantastic. Um, I, I, you know, the worst me. interviews I ever did were with the generals I really liked. Yeah, I'll I bet. couldn't stand it because I, you know, because I had to put that aside. It was brutal. They tore me apart, those interviews. And actually, one of them, I know it had the same professional. So I had to be professional. You know, I gave him a hard time. But I was as fair with him as I am with everyone. Apologies to those who suddenly it didn't make sense because it dropped out. There was a bull-ass bomb in there, and, and uh, apparently the, the editing staff hadn't caught that. Uh, so, it, uh, unfortunately, how much did we lose? She was talking about the general and how he was. Be- she was being so tough on him. He was drinking water every four seconds, and it was freaking him out and the rest of it because they were, they were friends. Yeah, yeah so, the, anyway. the, the point of the people I like the, bo- the best were my worst interviews is really interesting. Oh, yeah, 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 and it'd be so easy as a journalist, and I think this happens all the time. They interview people. They can't wait. They love this person. They love this person's point of view. And they sit, Scott Pelley probably with McCabe on Sunday night. Or you sit down with these people and you're just going to let them go on and on. You're not going to challenge them on anything because you like this story and you like them. I would like to point out, I asked some tough devil's advocate questions of Laura Logan. It's, so I'm a real journalist. It's so easy to just turn into the Chris Farley show interviewing Paul right, McCartney. Right. When you're like, hey, me- remember the Beatles? <laughs> that was awesome. That was really good. <laughs> It is. We've got some more of Laura Logan, and as as we've already played, whether you heard it or not, um, she says she reads the New York Times and she can't find a single fact in her politic in the political stories in the New York Times. Yeah, she was on fire. Which, she she deals with all sorts of things, reporting on war and troops dying and the lack of it. It's really good stuff. Yeah, um, yeah, and we we get into the conversation of the the oppressor victim thing which she knows a lot about traveling around the world. That bias. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show.
Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the of nation. Of the nation. Hey there, a couple of texts that have come in on the text line, which is the best place for text, 415-295-KFTC. I'm wearing a t-shirt today that says butter on it, because I've given up on my, uh, just trying to eat better. Uh, butter doesn't make you fat, idiot. Don't blame the butter for what the bread did. Okay, I hadn't heard that before. And Joe, and Joe, the butter's a scapegoat, man. <laughs> the butter claimed the bread, knocked it down, and put a noose around its neck, huh? And Joe, please neck punch Jack anytime he says, "Let's unpack that." Oh, it would be my delight. <laughs> I'm saying it ironically because yeah, I am right. I roll my eyes. Anytime. Can we circle back to you saying unpack that? Absolutely. What was the newest one? Let's let's put a peg in that. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Oh. A pin. A pin. That's what yeah. it is. Yeah, let's put let's, a pin in that. So let's pin that. <sighs> we'll get back to it later. So if you haven't said that in a meeting yet, throw that. Be the first to throw that in. Oh, my God. You'll be a regional manager before you know it. It, it. There are a number of important things to talk about. What I'd really like to talk about right now is how the show is thrown into a tailspin, a technical, logistical tailspin, because one of the most important journalists of the last 25 years said bull ass in an interview and we had to dive for buttons and make sure it didn't uh, harm your virgin ears and it just threw off all sorts of stuff and i just i think that's so funny well, i just do is it it is i mean you having to deal with it isn't funny now, the fcc it's- is gonna have you and gitmo for allowing that to happen <laughs> On the other hand, we did have one listener who apparently heard it somehow, listening online, online or streaming. Yeah. Or yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, the internet—it's—it's it's open waters. Uh, are you all right, my friend? Are you all right? They said I had to pull over. I'm literally <laughs> shaking after the BS bomb. So. <laughs> well, there are plenty of people who want to fire us for various reasons. So let's not give them one more excuse. <laughs> Moving along. Uh, so the the Pope has opened the big. Catholic Church Conference on Sexual Abuse. It opened, I'm told, with a video of victims talking about what happened to them, what it meant to them, and criticizing the church in rather strong ways for their lack of interest in doing anything about it. Yeah. That was the opening of the conference. Which seems to me a really, really good step. Then the Pope, love him, hate him, or indifferent, told the 190 leaders of the Roman Catholic Church, We hear the cry of the little ones asking for justice. The holy people of God look to us and expect from us not simple and obvious condemnations, but concrete and effective measures. Yeah, been been thinking that for quite some time. Many years, several popes. If you strike exactly the right notes, 
All you've done is struck exactly the right notes. You haven't done anything yet. On the other hand, that strikes me as some really good notes. I think it's really interesting that it was, you know, I don't know. I'm I'm on the uh, north side of 35 these days, so (laughs) time is passing more quickly. Um, But it seems like it was only about six months ago that we got a long and detailed email from a longtime friend of the Armstrong and Getty show. Um, who is a, a very uh, a long-time lay leader in the Catholic Church in the metro area in, in which he lives um, and is very, very plugged into the church, a generous donor, an absolutely devout Catholic, and said, look, the problem is there are so many gay priests and bishops and cardinals, etc., who are sexually active. They can be silenced even if they are outraged by sex with underage people. And or you have the, and Milo Yiannopoulos talked about this and got murdered for it. The thing among some gay adults of being, and listen, don't, don't jump on me. If, you, if you're a person of good conscience, you know what I'm trying to say. So don't, don't worry about the specific words. Of being a mentor toward a teenage gay kid who's coming to terms with being gay and reaching down into that age bracket and saying, look, it's okay. You're not alone. You're not the only one. You're, you know, you're, you're, you're gay. Look, blah, blah, blah. And sometimes they end up getting together. And that's happening a lot and in some, the church. So it's like man, teenage, gay love. But then they can easily, easily, easily be silenced when they become aware that there's a child rapist. Now, maybe you think a, a priest getting with a 17-year-old teenage boy is child rape. Okay. I, I think it's somewhat different. Um, not that it's acceptable, it's just somewhat different. But anyway, there's this conspiracy of silence based on that. So that was six months ago. We heard that for the first time. I don't know about you, Jack. I, I was like, oh, oh. And it made sense to me. And I've followed this issue for a very long time. Now it seems to be really coming out in the open. Well, that book and, is out today right. that says uh, his number is 80% of the priests are gay. Most people think that's high. But he thinks that's definitely the number of the power structure they're right around the Pope. Right. And so my question is, will that come out during this conference? Uh, if it doesn't. Interesting phrase. That is, <laughs> that is, to me, the lie detector test of this conference. Does that just become out? And so a lot of journalists who hate the Catholic Church also are very sympathetic toward uh, gay people and and are worried about this becoming a gay people or pedophile thing, which has been an old anti-gay trope forever. Right. Um, and there, that that's you know there's those are different things. There's there's no evidence to show that there's a conflation of those two things. So um, but the, so they're they're less likely to want to call out the hey look you've got this culture of secrecy around being gay, which allows the people that are pedophiles to also get away with secret sex. Right. And you just get, you got to figure this out somehow. Well, and I'm, I'm telling you the whole gay mentor thing. Right. And a lot of those people that were mentored young by grown men, when they get to be grown men think, yeah, that was very helpful to me. Yeah. Yeah. That was a little, are you being sarcastic there or what? No. 
Well, that, that that's what they say. It's oh, what right. Milo, Milo said. Right. Yeah. That was that was okay with me. I needed that at that point in my life. Right. And I'm we're not, not we're not talking about eleven year olds. No. no. Right. No. I don't want my son with some a grown man. Right. I don't care what his intentions are. Right. But um. So so yeah yeah man, it's complicated. But if they're not going to be honest about that, it's difficult to take anything that happens seriously. Right. What's coming up in your news, Marshall? Well, the Chicago police outlining their case against Empire actor Jesse Smollett. Weirdo. Trump, Trump on McCabe again. And Google hidden mics in some devices. Coming up minutes from now. Oh, there's a shot. <laughs> Google oh. evil. On the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show. One more note on the Pope's conference in the Vatican on sex abuse. Fool me 500 times, shame on me. Francis did accuse last year in Chile, he accused victims of slandering bishops. The outcry was enormous and feverish. And then Pennsylvania Attorney General released a scathing report about abuse in the church and prelates in Francis' own hierarchy accused him of covering up for abusers. But last year, he's undergone something of a conversion on the issue, say those close to him, admitting errors, asking forgiveness, and growing tough on those who covered up the crimes. Well, what's his liability? Has he actually converted? What's his liability? That book that's out there today by a French journalist who's gay himself, who covers the Vatican and says he's done 1,500 interviews with people in and around the Vatican. That's a lot of interviews. He says the king of the Catholic Church may very well himself be a queen, suggesting that Francis is perhaps gay, and if he is gay and practiced it, then he's susceptible to all kinds of problems. He'd be done as pope. We're right. So until until a pope stands up there and says, look, I'm looking at all you out there, all you cardinals, whoever here has ever moved around a priest they knew as a pedophile, you're done. I'm going to get to the bottom of this. Until a pope ever says that, forget it. It's just words. Mm. It doesn't mean anything. Right. Until they finally actually called it. I've never heard him even ever admit that that happened. Let alone say, I'm going to find out who did it and get rid of them. You've never heard Francis admit it? Yeah, at the high levels, I've never even heard them admit that that's what they were doing on purpose. Which they clearly were and still are. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I'm not that hopeful. This is farther than they've gone before. Agreed. News now with Marsha Phillips. Well, Chicago police giving details about the arrest of Empire actor Jesse Smollett. The actor, who is black and gay, claimed he was assaulted by two masked men wearing pro-President Trump hats who hurled racist and homophobic slurs at him. A very somber Chicago Police Superintendent Eddie Johnson, who is black, opened up his statement about the case, saying he was angry. You know, as I look out into the crowd, I just wish that the families of gun violence in this city got this much attention, because that's who really deserves the amount of attention that we're giving to this particular incident. Johnson going Amen on to that, brother. Johnson going on to say, "This announcement today recognizes that Empire actor Jesse Smollett took advantage of the pain and anger of racism to promote his career." Yeah. I'm left hanging my head and asking why. Why would anyone, especially an African American man, use the symbolism of a noose to make false accusations? Johnson. No, he's a full-on nut job. John, well, well, one of Tucker Carlson's point on this yeah. is a lot of times we get stuck in these things where we're standing up for the powerless and the you know the people that are kept down. 
Here's a, a guy with millions of dollars. He's a famous actor. He is not powerless. Mm-hmm. Um, you're, you're not coming to his rescue with this story. He's got, he can hire great lawyers. He can get attention. How about all those people that are murdered all the time in Chicago? They got no power. They can get no attention. They can hire no lawyers, no protection. Same day, Jesse Smollett was perpetrating his hoax and trying to portray many good American people as horrific monsters. Uh, there was a terrible, terrible hate crime against a Jewish man. I think it was in New York City that got zero attention. Zero. Obvious. Patently clear hate crime. But he wasn't a celebrity. Plus Jews, they're, hmm, according to the uh, the left, they're under suspicion these days. So, yeah, got no attention whatsoever. The, the hypocrisy, the layers of it is just astonishing. Johnson going, sickening. Johnson going on to add that Smollett staged the attack and sent a racist and homophobic threatening letter to himself at the Fox Studios before the attack because he was dissatisfied with his salary. Well, as I've been saying for several days now, I think we need to focus on media coverage of stories like this. The the nut jobs who do them, there's always been nut jobs. This guy's crazy. He's clearly crazy. If that's it, that he was thinking, I need a raise. Let's see. I'll become a civil rights hero. I'll do this. Then he is unhinged. I mean, he's cuckoo. And, yep. and you know, and then you got to look at it a little differently, honestly. Yeah. If he didn't have some carefully orchestrated plan to XYZ, he's just a madman. As they say, well, all right, that's interesting. The police superintendent going on to add, Bogus police reports cause real harm. They do harm to every legitimate victim who's in need of support by police and and investigators as well as the citizens of this city. President Trump continues to rip into McCabe. Speaking at the White House during a visit with the Austrian Chancellor, Trump was taking questions from reporters. He was asked about reports that uh, McCabe had briefed GOP leaders about the investigation into him, and Trump said, He really looks to me like sort of a poor man's J. Edgar Hoover. He's a, uh, I think he's a disaster. Whatever that means. And what he was trying to do was terrible, and he was caught. I like that shot, because I, I don't know what it means either. Yes. So he was. What was well, the, all great art puts the burden of interpretation on the consumer. <laughs> all right then. Yeah. So the, what I want to comment on, on is that the uh, what's he the premier of Austria or what's his uh, the chancellor chancellor that's yes. the same uh, same title old uh, what's his name had anyway um <laughs> the, the, he looks like he ought to be on the cover of Tiger Beat magazine in 1980 he's he's maybe 17 years old really the leader of Austria yeah he's like a cute boy this is wild. Google. Evidently, Europe is is down with a little younger leadership, and by younger, I mean younger than 80. <laughs> Google says it should have let customers know that its Nest Secure Home security system comes with a microphone. The company told Business Insider the mic wasn't a secret, but it was left off all the device specs. Google's adding that Google Assistant supports the Nest device this month, which uses voice support. And the company also said... The microphones have never been turned on unless a customer specifically enabled them. I don't believe you. Google insisting in a statement that the mic was not intended to be a secret, but it should have been disclosed when people bought it. I'm going to say this every time, so then when I turn out to be true, maybe somebody will remember it. If Google, Facebook, whoever, whoever has the ability to listen to you, I'm supposed to believe they have the ability, but aren't going to. Right. Okay, I just don't believe that. Please, uh, we'd appreciate you overlooking the dozen or so times that those uh, claims have been proven to be false. So, <laughs> this time it's true, though. <laughs>
There you go. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. The top college basketball player in America, who might have been coming to your favorite NBA team next year as the number one pick in the country, blew through his Nike shoe last night and left the game after the first play with a hurt knee. Mm. His Nike shoe, which they have gazillion dollar contracts with Duke basketball and other players and teams around the country. The shoe gave out. Nike's stock is plummeting over that. <laughs> Whoops. Which I'm sure it is. Wait, maybe you ought to up your Middle Eastern slave laborers to, I don't know, a uh, dollar a day. Wow, that's a... Your Southeast Asian chain-to-a-loom employee workforce. That's a company while they're down. (laughs) That's a bad look. Luckily, I'm not wearing Nike shoes, so I can kick them effectively. (laughs) You got the top star in America. He plants his foot, and his foot just goes right on through his shoe. Nice quality control. Dope. Ouch. The fabulous Lara Logan and the absolutely mystifying Mika Brzezinski in a moment. Okay. All together. Well, there's two ends of a spectrum. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. We did a um, about an hour and a half conversation with Laura Logan, formerly of uh, CBS 60 Minutes. She and them have parted ways. She may not be hired by any of your major news organizations ever again, as this week she is calling out incredible combination of bias and just ineptitude right. in, in media. And it's absolutely brilliant and awe-inspiring and super, super smart. But we thought before we get to that, perhaps the other end of the spectrum, MSNBC's Mika Brzezinski with one of her, her, her patented word salad question statement poems or whatever this is. Mika, take it away. Absolutely. Um, and, and Willie, it, uh, it's complicated, obviously, because um, I think when a woman steps up to the, to the plate and, or to the table and uh, explains something that's happened to her, I think my instinct, of course, is to believe her. Who would do that? But in the eyes of the law and in the eyes of uh, the truth, playing with believing versus due process, well, we're in an age where the truth is at stake. The truth is in, is in jeopardy because of President Trump. And I feel that Democrats, they've got to be even better. And it's hard. And now Willie Geist is supposed to, ah, uh, yeah. Totally down with you there, Jim. Yeah. The truth. It's, yeah. Yeah. That was actually the end of a longer screed, which was so mystifying. I uh, was yelling at my radio. But Yeah, it's kind of interesting. And she feels like, uh, you know, there's not enough truth in our dialogue. And that's the same thing uh, Laura Logan was telling us on our podcast, in which truth. she says at one point she reads stories in the New York Times and can't find a single fact. Now, one yeah, of the problems is stories, yeah. Mika Brzezinski, who says there's not enough truth, would read the New York Times every day. She does. And and feel like that's you know what's standing between us and Trump. So it's tough to get anywhere with those conversations. And she talks a lot about agenda-driven journalism. And uh, we're going to play uh, clip number six. This is uh, Laura Logan. 
I just saw a tweet. Uh, Out Magazine has an article prominently featured, uh, the current issue, where they're saying the Trump administration's policy against the killing of gays in Iran is actually colonialist and racist wow. and, a, and a bad thing. And it's like, and I wow. read it. I, you know, I, I was a poli sci guy in college, so I, I, I got what the guy was driving at. But I was like, dude, so no, Trump no, is okay, so no, hell bent against I, Iran, he's finding everything he can criticize uh, under the sun, including the execution of gays. How about you let that one ride? Well, how about this? I have one better for you. ISIS has a stated position on the elimination and eradication of all gay people from the face of the earth. Okay, the Security Council has convened once, the United Nations Security Council has only convened once in their entire history to address a gay issue, a gay issue, right? It's never happened before. But because of the blatant and terrible targeting and slaughter of gay people by ISIS, the Security Council actually convened to take on this issue. I can show you video after video after video of gay people being handcuffed or their hands tied and tossed off buildings in Mosul and all across, you know, the the so-called ISIS caliphate when they had it at the time. And then you have Omar Mateen go into a nightclub, okay, and kill all people in a gay nightclub that he targeted. If you read Al-Qaeda's manual, if you read the propaganda, it tells you to target gay people. It's one of the legitimate targets. It's one of the reasons the Security Council had this special meeting. And then you've got everybody coming out, the, the blurring of the facts, because suddenly it's leaked that Omar Mateen had a gay lover and he was seen at the nightclub and he was on Tinder and all this stuff. Weeks later, the FBI investigates. In fact, I think Telemundo even dragged out some guy who said he was Omar Mateen's jilted lover, right? None of that was true. None of that was true. But if you tell people today that the Orlando massacre was about terrorism and and gay people were deliberately targeted as a terrorist tactic, they'll tell you, oh, no, it had nothing to do with terrorism. They'll fight you on it because so successfully was the, were the waters muddied and these issues obscured because, it I don't know, it didn't suit the political masters of the time to admit to the fact that this was a real threat and an ongoing issue. Because why? Because, I don't know, gay people are an issue of the left, and apparently if you're gay, you're not allowed to be conservative. Well, what if you are? What if you are? I mean, I have a friend who lives in Texas whose son is gay, and his misery in his life doesn't come from the fact that he's gay and his, you know, his Republican family in Texas can't accept it. It comes from the fact that being Christian and being conservative in his gay world, he feels, is, is a, yeah. like a noose around his neck. Right. Uh, interesting conversation with Laura Logan, and the whole podcast is available wherever podcasts are sold. Podcast Hut or... I don't know where you buy podcasts. I think iTunes, Jack. <laughs> iTunes is the best-known purveyor of podcasts. And they're free. Also the iHeartRadio app, you can get it there. You can get it through our website or whatever. I don't know. If you can't find it, uh, ask a young person near you. <laughs> Speaking of terrorism, you got this... Ask a young person. <laughs> you got this Coast Guard lieutenant who was full-on nuts, wanted to kill everyone in the world, he said, but he was going to start with a variety of cable news hosts... Um, and and Democratic politicians allegedly had stockpiled weapons and steroids and stimulants and was inspired by the 
the horrific attack on the uh, what was the the island the Scandinavian island with the youth group on there and right uh, where that scumbag killed like fifty right, kids Norwegian yeah I'm not going to mention his name because I don't glorify uh, murderous lunatics but but yeah he he thought he could pull off that level of mayhem like one of maybe the worst that's ever happened in America and he had he certainly well, had that the firepower in Norway but yeah but right he, he certainly had the firepower to do it yeah yeah absolutely horrific uh, and. You know, listen, we've just got to find a way to ratchet down the 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 wild the the, the effort to really whip up hatred of each other based on our political beliefs and the rest of it. And I mean, it's I get really being frustrated listening to somebody who totally disagrees with you and is super condescending about your point of view, and it makes you mad. But you know. Dude, nobody watches Chris Hayes on CNN or MSNBC. Nobody watches the people on your list. They're just they're just talking heads. It's going to be fine. And yeah, you know, Nancy Pelosi may be wrong, and Chuck Schumer's full of crap, and and Kirsten Gillibrand was on his list, and you disagree with Cory Booker, but Cory Booker's not a bad guy. He's just a politician. Well, so he is a bad guy, but he's not an especially bad guy. Um, and we've got to get rid of this fever pitch, I think. Now, also, this guy is mentally ill. Clearly. Guy who shot up the Republican baseball practice. Mentally ill. Complete loss of perspective. Severely neurotic, if not psychotic. So, look, I don't think anybody sane is going to be moved by the rhetoric of Donald Trump or AOC to commit any murders. No way. No way. On the other hand, I don't think it serves any purpose to be actually whipping up hatred. New Hitler talk, for instance. Mika Brzezinski sounded like a Miss Universe contestant. That is similar to what it sounded like. Some people don't have maps. Yeah, the poor kid just, she has complicated thoughts and finds it difficult to lay them out in an orderly fashion. Nike, shoes. Lovely gallo, blood coming from her ears. Ooh, jeez, right. Whatever. Uh, somebody texted this, Nike, shoes that will blow out, but we will sell you a limited Kaepernick jersey because we believe in a cause unless someone offers you cash to settle. <laughs> believe in something, even if it makes actually so... I'm sorry, can I have a second take on that one? Sure, why? And and I'm criticizing Mika. Where do I get... Believe in something, even if it means having to show, sew shoes really, really carefully. Nah, it didn't even work the second time. <laughs> I like the When this of- airs, Michael, edit that out. I, will. I, I do like the Kaepernick thing of, you know, what was that slogan when you're willing to risk it all or something? Yeah, like it's believe in something, something it, even if it means you lose everything. And and, and here, and unless unless offer, someone offers you enough cash to settle, then then screw it. <laughs> yeah. Which so that deal's over, right? Colin Kaepernick and whoever they they ended their deal. Or... Yeah, Eric Reed. Yeah, they settled with the league. Okay. And now we're back to uh, why won't any team sign Colin Kaepernick? Um. And the answer to that is because it would be a PR nightmare. It would be an enormous distraction, and it's hard enough to win in the NFL without that sort of distraction. On the other hand, I was thinking about this the other day. I can't I believe Nike's, one of your... Nike's biggest problem today is they may may have ruined the career of the best basketball player in the country yeah. with their poor shoes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, I'm surprised that one of your progressive uh, epicenters, like San Francisco, where you used to play, or... Or Oakland, for that matter, or uh, or I don't know where does Berkeley, California, have a football team? Not really. Uh, I, I'm surprised they don't hire him. Just I don't know. 
He's not a bad football player. He's absolutely good enough to be a backup or a, or a clipboard toter in the NFL. There's no question about that. And in terms of just financial return, if you sign him for your team, I see it. I think it's impossible for him not to be the top selling jersey for whatever reason. Right. If people are just rushing out to support, you're going to move a lot of product if he's on your team. Of course, they're, they're, they all share that revenue. All the teams share the revenue, that's, I believe. That's so, true. That's true. so you're taking all the slings and arrows and then sharing the, uh, right, the benefits. It's my birthday today, and you know how I know? McDonald's has introduced donut sticks. <laughs> it's my birthday, and McDonald's has introduced donut sticks. Those ah! two things converged at the same time. Says a man wearing a butter t-shirt. That's right. This is a cry for help. <laughs> it is a little bit. Sean, can you go butter Mr. Armstrong's donuts for him during the commercials? These aren't greasy enough. <laughs> I like a layer of butter on my donut. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity, designed for women's unique retirement needs, with flexible withdrawals plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. Gainbridge is helping build a better financial future for women. Retirement income you can't outlive is the ultimate flex. Start saving now at Gainbridge.io. Visit Gainbridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, full product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information hey guys back at the playground again huh yep you know what this playground could use a wine country heck yeah and some waves so we could go surfing i oh, <laughs> ah, love that a redwood forest would be cool i'm in ah ski slopes let's do it um can a girl go shopping yeah, baby. wait did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your your perfect home sweet home.